Welcome to the Do Hard Things podcast with your host, Jay Teagues. Are you ready to amplify and improve your life? Then you're in the right place. On this podcast, we have unfiltered conversations with inspiring people who take on challenges and are here to share with us their wisdom from their journey. We talk about how doing hard things enable all of us to adequately deal with life struggles and challenges and to ultimately improve the quality of our lives. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Do Hard Things podcast. I'm your host, Jay Teagues, Certified High Performance Coach, Transformational Mindset Coach. And in this episode, I want to talk about surviving the holidays and avoiding post-holiday depression. And so the holidays are a very demanding season where there's a great demand placed on our time and our resources. It's supposed to be a time where we connect with other people, but sometimes it can feel a little overwhelming. There's a lot of We're invited to a lot of events. There's a lot of pressure on uh, gifts. And combined with the COVID and the political season and high fuel prices, there's already a little bit of tension. And I just want to give you some strategies today to help you avoid some, some common pitfalls that people make so you can thrive during the holidays and come out on the other side, you know, go go into it with intention and connecting with those that you that you love. And come out on the other side of it, you know, feeling refreshed and ready to take on the new year. You know, oftentimes what happens is people from about, you know, it really starts around Halloween. You know, you get the buckets of candy laying around the house. You start to eat the candy. Uh, It gets a little bit darker. It gets colder outside, more comfort foods. There's football season. We get a little bit more relaxed and there's Thanksgiving and we're eating food. And then it's like the shopping Christmas season. So, you know, what I teach is, you know, maintaining the four walls of your house, which we're talking about do hard things. Well, hard actually has... Uh, uh, an acronym. It's your health and wellness. It's your affluence and wealth creation. It's your relationships. It's your development. And oftentimes in this season, we take our foot off the gas. We let our health go a little bit. We're not working out as much, probably eating a little bit too much. Our spending habits are increased. If we don't have disciplined spending habits, it's easy to get caught up in the, the materialism of the holiday and start swiping that card. Our relationships can be strained because we're overextending ourselves. Maybe we're not being as intentional or there's just tension. Everyone's like frustrated and just causes tension. And then our personal development, like we're, we're letting our foot off the gas. And then, and then, you know, we go through the holiday season, we're gaining, you know, 10 pounds, we're, we're overextended, maybe uh, going into debt on the, on, on the credit cards. Maybe our relationships are tense. Then we spend the first part of the year trying to get back to where we were right now. So I want to help you avoid some of that. And so in this podcast, it's a basically a two-part series. I'm going to go through and talk you through some strategies uh, to help you, you know, go into the holidays with intention. Then you're going to hear uh, at the second part of this is a radio program, uh, The Graduate Warriors. We went out with uh, Dr. Charles Quinn and Wileen Becker is invited on to talk about holiday depression. They do a lot of great work in the, in the veteran sphere. And uh, they're both uh, certified uh, counselors and are trying to help people navigate uh, uh, avoiding depression. So that's what you're going to hear at the very end of this podcast. So kind of a a two-part series, if you will. Before we get into that, I just want to uh, first and foremost, if you're listening to this on the day that it drops, it's the the busiest travel day of the year. It's it's, uh, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, and we're going into a very thankful season. So I just want to say this is episode number 44, I believe, and... I just want to say thank you. 
I, this has been an incredible project. I have met so many incredible people that have gained a lot of value from the podcast. I have been able to talk to some amazing people. I look at the lineup that I have coming up with some amazing guests, and I just feel truly blessed that uh, we have this platform for great conversation, that people are benefiting from it. So thank you uh, so much for your continued support. And uh, I, I would really appreciate it. I don't need a Christmas card or a Christmas gift for Christmas. However, if you're compelled to do something for me, uh, I just ask that you leave a review on iTunes because they do really go a long way to growing the podcast. Please subscribe if you haven't done so. And uh, share this with uh, with a couple of your friends that may need to hear this positive message. We're trying to expand our reach and and help people out. And I want to try something new. I want to try. I'm going to read a uh, a review with each podcast going forward. Uh, and uh, so this first one is squash your excuses. This podcast is top notch. If you're looking to hear the raw honesty on what it takes to do hard things from time management to parenting to pushing yourself to physical limits beyond your comfort zone, you're in the right place. Every episode is engaging and really any one person can relate to Jay's interviewees and Jay himself in one way or many. That uh, That's very humbling. I, I really appreciate that. That came from MH928. And uh, just, yeah, thank you so much. That's the intent of the podcast is to have relatable content with relatable people and you know, be real raw and relevant and kind of open up, you know, I, I'm, I'm an open book. I, I talk about things that uh, maybe a lot of people wouldn't op- be open with. And it, that's, for me, it's a form of therapy. And it's a form of, you know, I don't have everything figured out. I, I'm far from perfect. In fact, it was my own self-sabotage in a lot of areas that that motivated me and inspired me to seek out and want to, you know, figure things out in life, which put me on this track, like I tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired and miserable and screwing things up. And this has been a way for me to open up uh, and, and, and deal with some of my past demons and, you know, find out from other people like what they're doing and hopefully, uh, you know, learning some things and sharing that with other people has been has been great. And um, I think the more that you that you do the work, the, 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 the work and growth and development, the more tools that you have to pivot when you're not on your A game. And I don't care who you are. I think that everyone, we're, we're human, right? We're, we're human beings and uh, we make mistakes. And, you know, there's a lot of things that we talk about on this podcast that I, you know, I, I don't have the perfect day every day. I slip up, but what it has enabled me to do is when I do step on it, I can, uh, I can, I can quickly pivot. And so that's the, uh, that's the reason for the work here. So, all right. So just like all the other podcasts, they're, they are sponsored by jtegs.com, J-A-Y-T-I-E-G-S.com. Subscribe to the newsletter. If you're looking to level up, you want to get to that next level. I offer one-on-one coaching. I don't work with everyone. That's by application only. And uh, But uh, I do have a couple 12-week high-performance programs that, uh, that if you want to kick it up a notch, you need some focus, you need some clarity, you need some courage. Then, uh, then I love working with people to crush their goals. And my one-on-one clients are getting some tremendous goals uh, accomplished. I also have group coaching. I have the uh, the Forge Mastermind, which is a weekly group that uh, we meet up every Wednesday. We talk about life topics, high performance topics, just a, a variety of topics. And you know, you can do personal development alone. You can read books and you can read podcasts. But a mastermind group, just like um, Napoleon Hill said in the in the in the the book Think and Grow Rich, masterminds a principle of success. You can go it alone, and it may take you an entire lifetime to get to where you want to be. But with with when you have a group 
of a, of a mastermind working together, you shorten the learning curve. You have that extra layer of accountability. You're using everyone's brain in that to help one another. So in the forge, we have a weekly team meetup. We also have a couple threads in there where we're constantly in contact with one another. We do weekly planning together and I just facilitate. I'm a member of the forge. I'm just a facilitator and, uh, but I'm a member and I learn from the group and we've got a stellar uh, community of people in there working together and everyone in there is truly crushing it. It's absolutely uh, cool to see. So if you're ready to level up, you want to you wanna give that a shot, uh, we welcome you to try the Forge. There will be some more. Uh, I'm going to be doing some 12-week workshops in the uh, in the coming year. So some opportunity for growth and development. So uh, just want to throw that out there. And if you haven't been to the Do Hard Things store, uh, go get you a Do Hard Things t-shirt or merch. Uh, we got some hoodies in there. We got uh, we're rolling out new, new gear so you can uh, show your Do Hard Things pride and just show the world that you do hard things. So Without further ado, let's get into uh, today's episode. So today I want to talk about surviving the holidays. And so the holidays are a demanding season, you know, where there's a great demand placed on your time and your resources. And there's high expectations that, you know, you put on the best dinners, that you got to be everywhere to see everyone. And that can be, you know, that can be difficult. It can be difficult. You can get burned out. You can get kind of stretched kind of thin. You have high expectations and then things don't happen. You can be disappointed. There's a big, there's a great pressure for everyone to be happy and joyful. And uh, I don't know. I don't know about you. I've, I've been in some holiday situations where it was supposed to be joyful, but just the stress got to people and it turned, <laughs> turned into some meltdowns or some rolls thrown across the room, you know, and it's a, lot of, a lot of silly things that probably could be avoided. So I just want you to realize that everyone is stressed this time of year and there's going to be some chaos. There's going to be some chaos. And what we need to be is the calm in the storm. If you're if you're leading your family, if you're a parent or you're a leader at work or wh- whatever it is that your your role is, we need to be the calm in the storm and just go into this with some intention and just realize that people are stressed. You know, high performing athletes or high performing people that walk onto a stage, you know, they 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 don't just magically show up and just do their thing. They 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 prepare. They they get their mind right before they they, they go out there onto the field to to execute. And we, we're going into the season where there's going to be some stress placed onto us. So we need to walk into the season uh, with uh, with a sense of, uh, of calm. So just think of a hurricane. The eye of a hurricane is is uh, is calm. We, we want to be the calm in the storm. So here's a couple strategies to uh, to help you. Now, the first strategy, and, and these strategies, they're not, it's not rocket science, but, but common sense isn't always common practice. I got these from the High Performance Academy. And uh, some teachings of Brendan Burchard. And uh, I like what he says, that, that common sense isn't always common practice. So, But you've got you to be intentional about these things. So the, the first thing is, is prioritize your self-care. We talk about disciplined self-care. And, you know, when everyone needs you on your A game, you got to show up as your best self. And oftentimes we're, we're putting ourselves out there for everyone else. We're doing everything for our family, our kids, our partner. We're running around and trying to help everyone at work. Maybe we're, we're involved in churches and, and organiz- other organizations, and we're just giving, giving, giving all our time. But what happens is we, ne- we neglect to take care of ourselves. And so I'm asking you to really focus. What, what I teach in the Forge is that you have to have disciplined self-care. You have to have that breakout time. That's from the book, The 12-Week Year. Breakout time is a three-hour block where you take care of yourself. But Jay, I don't have time. Well, it's it's not that you don't have time. It's a, it's a matter of priority and giving yourself permission to make the time. 
And it's one of those blocks of time that you need to schedule. It's, it's, you know, we schedule a lot of things in our planner due to necessity because, you know, we have to be at work or they're going to fire us or we have to be here or, you know, we have to be there because we made that commitment. But oftentimes we put ourselves last. We give ourselves the breadcrumbs. And that's not a winning strategy. You may feel guilty about self-care. Others may make you feel guilty about self-care. But if you don't execute disciplined self-care, you're not going to show up as your best self when you're needed most. You're going to run yourself into the ground. And uh, so how do you know when you're doing a good job managing your self-care? Well, let me ask you this. Tell me about the moments throughout the week, throughout the day that you find yourself uh, to center, recenter yourself. What activities do you do to recover, recharge, and recenter yourself? You know, a lot of times I'll ask people what they do. They're like, well, I took a two-week vacation a couple months ago. That's great. That's not sufficient enough for you to perform at a high level and to show up on your A game for everyone. You need to have a habit or practice where you take some time out for yourself and do something that recharges you. And when you do that, you're going to show up so much happier, so much more with more energy and more vibrancy and at a higher frequency for everyone around you that, uh, that, that need you. And so having a weekly block of time to break out and even moments throughout the day. You know, I like to look at the days like a, like a football game. There's four quarters and a halftime in your day. And you need to have moments throughout the day where you transition and recharge. Now, we're not doing three hours of self-care, but we're doing maybe some, some blocks, maybe 10, 20-minute blocks. If you can get away for a workout, you know, that's, that's, maybe, maybe that's an hour, 90-minute block. But, you know, you need to have those short amounts of time to, uh, to get away. So here's, here's, a, here's a strategy. When you, when you look at your day, look at it like a football game. You've got your – well, obviously, you need to uh, – if you're, if you're a, a big team, right, you're, there's pre-gaming. So that's really planning, having a plan and preparing for your day. That probably starts the evening before, uh, you know, getting a good night's sleep, hydrating, maybe mapping out what you're going to do for the day. And then the first quarter is going to be, you know, your morning routine, waking up. You want to start off, you know, you want to get that touchdown right off the, right out the gate, right? So you, you need to get up and get that morning routine going. And, and it's probably that period, you know, from the morning, from the time that you wake up until you get to work or whatever it is that you do for the day. Um, and, and that, that morning routine is incredibly uh, important. And, you know, the morning routine, that's, that sets the foundation for the day. If you're waking up in reaction mode and, and, and chaos, you're waking up to email, you're waking up to the news, you're waking up. I see people, they wake up and they, they, they automatically talk about the president or talking about what's going on in the news. And uh, I used to do that. And I, I'm telling you, that's not a good space. That's not a good way to start your day. And so the, uh, the first quarter is the first part of your day. The second quarter is the morning period, about probably from the time that you get to work until lunch hour. You know, and you should have a transition between the first quarter, but you, before you roll up at work, you know, take care of yourself in the morning, get the kids off to school, get your workout in, do all those things. Maybe you meditate and stretch and drink your water. If you're not doing those things, you should consider putting that in your routine um, and then get to work. And then before you go walk into work, you know, maybe you take about 10 minutes, just do quick like release meditation, box breathing. Maybe it's just a quick walk or stretch and just Reset your intention so when you walk into that building and you greet people for the first time of the day, like you do it with intention. And having, even if you don't have 10 minutes, maybe it's a, a, a two minute. You can, you can do a release meditation in like two minutes uh, and, and it can really help you recenter and, and walk in with, with intention. 
the uh, second quarter is the, 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 that morning routine where you get in and, and you execute the first tasks of the morning. That should be your major task for the day. You want to you block all your major tasks in for the day during that period. Then you have halftime, which is lunch hour. Now, a lot of people, you know, they, they take lunch hour and they go and they go hit the drive through You know, it's probably not an energy creating activity, uh, eating something that's not healthy for you, um, battling the things that are at lunch hour uh, and, and lunch hours spent scrolling TikTok or Facebook or whatever. You know, think of using halftime as a way to recharge and re-energize. I know doing 75 hard, oftentimes I would go for a for a walk. That would be the time I would go stretch, uh, do something outside where I can move the body, eat a light lunch so the, the Z monster in the afternoon doesn't show up and, and wipe me out. So that's what the, uh, that's what the, the, the halftime show should, could, could look like for you. Uh, you look at it as a time to boost your energy. And then third quarter is the afternoon portion of your afternoon. And then you have the evening, the fourth quarter is going to be, you know, the time that you you, you drive into your driveway and, and the, the whole evening routine. And you should have that transition between, you know, uh, breaking away from work and before you go into to your home. A lot of times people, they, they, they get out of their car, they're walking through the door, they're, they're walking past the dog and the kids and they're like scrolling, uh, just saying hello, but they're not really taking the moment to really engage with their family. What I'm asking you to do is think about a transition period. Maybe you do like, you know, before you leave work, maybe you take five or 10 minutes for a quick walk and uh, maybe a quick breathing exercise and walk in your home with uh, with intention. Go hug your kids. Go give your your partner a big kiss and, uh, and, and, and just engage with them for a moment. And that's how we that's how we energize throughout the day in small increments. So. Those things are important. And uh, then having a good evening routine. So, yeah, so that, that's just a strategy. You know, prioritize your self-care. We need to look at, you know, how often are we engaged in our hobbies? What are we blocking throughout the week? And uh, what are we doing throughout the day? And that enables us to show up on our A game. And during this holiday season, you know, we need to, when you transition into these different events that, that you're going to go to, you know, show up with intention. And uh, make sure that uh, that you're fully charged and rested and centered uh, before you go into these things, and that will help you, uh, you know, be vibrant when you show up and uh, stay on your A game. All right. So the next strategy I'm going to talk about is picking your top ten. Now this one may raise an eyebrow when I when I talk about it, and uh, we're, we're really what we're talking about is categorizing our friends. I know in this very we're in a v- highly sensitive to diversity right now. And I'm not asking you to categorize your friends by ethnicity or religion or sex or any of that stuff. I'm asking you to categorize your friends from how much interaction that you have with them. And when you, when you categorize and prioritize your friends, it will enable you to, you know, manage your time and your resources better. And so when you can put your friends in the three buckets I'm about to talk about, it will enable you to do so. And so the greatest human desires to feel loved and appreciated and great relationships fill our cup and we need them in our life. They, 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 they can also cause us a lot of stress too. So when you categorize the people in your life, um, you're going to, it will enable you to determine, it's kind of like if you ever planned a wedding, right? You only had so many seats, the wedding's incredibly expensive. You had to, you only had so many seats at the, at the church, maybe so many seats at the uh, reception and you had to pick and choose who was going to show up. We kind of need to do that on a regular basis so we don't overextend ourselves. And this is a hard thing to do. We talk about doing hard things. This is not easy to do. Um, 
and it may not be a good feeling, but it's absolutely necessary for you to, for your planning and prioritization. A lot of people don't plan well, they don't prioritize well, which is how they get overextended. So when we think about the holiday season and our three types of friends, they're, they're really three different types. And, uh, Lacey, uh, my girlfriend recently, uh, she must, I think she heard this on a podcast, read this in the book, uh, had this great analogy about, uh, about your friendships are likened to like a tree. You know, a tree is rooted firmly in the ground. It's got three components. It's got the root system that's deep down into the ground. It's the lifeblood of the tree. It's, uh, you know, it's how the, the tree gets water and nutrients. And it, it's just, like I said, the, the lifeblood of the tree. Then you have the uh, the branches. The branches are, are you know, they are uh, they are there, They but they break off sometimes. And you get the leaves. The leaves are just kind of, they, they kind of change out with the season. So, as I as I explain the three types of friends, I'm gonna I'm gonna harken back to this uh, this tree concept. So um, let's talk about your old friends. Old friends are are like the the leaves on the tree. They they they've kind of come and gone. They they may have kind of died off a little bit. You know they were vibrant at one time, but they've they've kind of crumbled and sometimes they kind of blow away. So old friends are friends that hey during some point of your time of your life, you were well connected with them. You hung out. You were really close, but for whatever reason, you didn't hang out with them. And for whatever reason, you don't hang out with them now. They're in your past. So, you know, we have reverence for them. We, we appreciate them. And uh, it's okay to put them in, in that category. And, and just being, it's not that we don't want to be engaged with them. It's just for whatever reason, they're just not currently in our day-to-day life. And so we need to be honest with our expectations of what we should do with them in regards to our time and, you know, sending them a gift or, or resources. You're not obligated to get them a gift. You're not obligated if they invite you to go see them for the holidays. You're, you're not obligated to do that. In fact, this is going to sound, like I said, counterintuitive. You only have so much time during the holidays. You don't have to go to every single event. And if you preserve your you know, military, say preserve your combat power, you, you preserve your energy, uh, you won't get overextended. You don't have to go and spend time with them. Um, and and. and when I talk about these other categories, what happens is sometimes people overextend themselves because they want to see everyone. The The intention is good, but what happens is we burn ourselves out and then we get frazzled. So just realize that your old friends are people that you had great memories with that you, that you probably, you know, you, uh, you hung out with earlier in your life, but for whatever reason, they're just not engaged. You had a lot of great memories, but there's just not much activity in the present. You're not obligated to get them a gift. All right. Second category is your maintenance friends. These might be more like a, a, a tree branch right now in the tree. These people get a card from you. They, they You call them and send them a note on their birthday. You go to lunch with them once in a while. You probably keep up with them regularly on social media. You probably see them often at other events. Um, they're just not your inner circle. They're fun, but they're not like your, your, your tribe and the people that you spend the most time with. So these are people that you're currently engaged with more than old friends. Um, but less than than the next category, which is going to be your your inner circle and your growth friends. So you, you're not obligated to get them a gift. You're not obligated to go and and see them if they invite you to an event. So when my old friends and maintenance friends they invite me to an event, I'm not going to by default immediately say yes. I'm going to be like, you know what? Hey, thanks for the invite. Uh, let me check my calendar and I'll get back with you uh, because I need to see you know what's going on with my growth friends. Uh, my friends and my family and the people that are close to me, my inner circle, before I commit to that. And I'm only going to spend so much time out. I Like I said, you don't have to go to every event. A lot of times people are spending like every night, every evening, every weekend trying to uh, to make their rounds. And it's not 
necessary. You, you do it because you, you feel bad and you feel guilty if you don't go. It's okay to tell people that's not a priority. It's okay. You just do it in a kind way um, and just preserve yourself. So your growth friends are, this is the roots of the tree. This is your family, your friends. So your family and your partner, they're by default in this category. But these are also your other friends, your inner circle, maybe your close business partners. These are the people that get your full attention. They include, uh, like I said, your kids and your partner. These are the ones that you choose to go to lunch with. And, you know, if you have old friends or maintenance friends ask you to do something or a growth and family friend, you should be choosing your your, your growth, uh, your, your inner circle tribe folks first. And not saying that it's not okay to go see an old friend or maintenance friends. I'm just saying your time and energy and resources need to be allocated toward your growth friends. This is a higher level of relationship because you're consistently engaged with them. This is the group that you do adventures with, you take trips with, you spend holidays with. These are your buddies and your pals, and you see them at least once a month. This is your priority group. Now, for the purpose of the holidays, you know your, your family and your spouse, by default, I, as I mentioned earlier, to pick your top 10. You're going to pick your top 10, but by default, obviously, they're probably, they need to be in your top 10, and the 10 doesn't have to be, you know, if you have a family of five, you know, okay, so... It's going to be, let's, let's be realistic. It's going to be your top 15. Okay. So outside of your immediate friends or your, your immediate family, try to have a top 10. Okay. Pick a top 10. And if it's a little bit over that, that's okay. Just, just hear me out on this concept, but from those growth friends, you pick your top 10 and the top 10 is, you know, those are the people that are going to get a video, a card, a gift. These are the people that, that, you're going to allocate some resources to. These are the people that, you know, if you have a budget and you're going to be doing Christmas gifts, this is the core group of, of people that you do the gifts for. And so that's how you that's how you kind of set some boundaries and prioritize your time and your resources. So the worst thing that you can do is spread yourself so thin that you can't be there for everyone during the holidays and trying to serve everyone. You're trying to make all the events. You're trying to get all the gifts and all the, the, the awkwardness that goes, do I get a gift? Do I not get a gift? Do I get them a card, not get a card? Just sit down with your pen and paper and make a list. Who's my old friends? Who are my maintenance friends? Who are my growth friends? Who's the top 10 from the group friends? And how can I serve them best? How can I show up for intention? There's a lot of times people will be like on the holidays, like holiday day, like uh, they're going to spend time with their growth friend, their friends and family, but they feel obligated, like they need to go run out and see their other friends. You don't have to do that, and your holidays are going to be less stressful if you just pick a group and just show up with that intention and not run around trying to meet up with everyone. Uh, so just remember, the worst thing that you can do is spread yourself so thin that you can't be there for everyone. So uh, just remember the tree analogy. And, you know, so some, some questions to consider. So who deserves your attention and are you clear with who they are? Are you clear with who you are? And do your actions meet your priorities? So oftentimes we have the good intention of spending time with our growth friends, but then we end up with our maintenance friends or our old friends over our spouse or our kids or another friend that needs us. Because once again, we didn't set the boundary to say no, or we're avoiding saying no. And then you ultimately do the thing and then you realize that you've spread yourself too thin. So that's what I'm asking you to do is be a little bit, uh, put the people in your life, categorize them and allocate your time and resources as such so you can show up with intention with the people that matter the most. So if you're spending too, uh, if you're spreading yourself too thin, it's because maybe you're trying to people please. And remember, people pleasing is a form of assholery. 
I think I've we've went down. I'm not going to go into that today, but that's uh, that was from the book, The Tool of Titans. I can't remember which author that was, but uh, people pleasing is not it's not good. It's not good for the people you're trying to serve. It's not good for you. So. All right. Uh, finally, strategy number three, plan and have a realistic expectation. There are a lot of deadlines on the holidays. There's going to be a lot of like events that are starting at a certain time and date. And people in general, people in general in our society are not good planners. They don't prioritize well. And when you don't prioritize well, you don't plan well, and it meets a deadline, you end up with a train wreck, you end up with chaos and a lot of pain. People have such high expectations, but they have such poor planning and prioritization that it causes a lot of stress. And so when you think about planning out the holidays, you know, with all the events you have going on and what you're trying to put on, are your, are, are your expectations, are they actually doable? Are they actually realistic? Are you just be honest with yourself? Are you setting yourself up for holiday disappointments? If you think that everything has to be perfect, but you got kids and you got a dog running around, you got a bunch of people coming over, just realize that, you know, cranberry sauce is going to get spilt on the floor. Gravy's going to get spilt. Uh, someone's probably not going to be a bad. Politics are probably going to enter the conversation. It's not going to be a Martha Stewart Instagram event. We were trying to keep up with everyone on social media, and we're trying to put all this unnecessary pressure on ourselves. We're, we're, we're having these holiday parties, and everyone's trying to keep it perfect and take all the photos. And when, you, when you're doing all that, you're not engaged in the current moment. You're, you're focused on cleaning things when you should be focusing on connecting with those around you. So who, who cares about the spill? And uh, you're probably, you know, every, every holiday movie is centered around the expectation that we're going to have this magical Christmas and then chaos ensues. One person wants it to be a perfect thing and it's a mess and you see them freak out. And that's what the whole movie is about. So just remember, things aren't going to be neat and perfect and clean. So chill the hell out. You know, just have some realistic expectations. And, you know, we talk about another block of time I like to talk about is buffer time. That's also from the book, The 12 Week Year. And you apply buffer time in your day-to-day life from those daily activities that you know that you have to do. Like, you know, you have those blocks of time where you know you got to check your email, make some phone calls, this and that. And, and give yourself some buffer time to breathe between one event to the next. So if you're cooking dinner and you're going to invite everyone over at three, well, your backwards planning should be to be completely done by two to give you buffer time because something may go long and you need a moment to breathe. I've been at events where, hey, dinner's going to be done at three. The dinner is actually running a little bit behind. It's like 3.15. The host is running around with their hair on fire. People are coming over early. It's just chaos. They don't get a moment to breathe. And I've seen, I've seen people have meltdowns because they didn't give themselves, they've, they've been running all day trying to make the perfect holiday meal, get the house squared away. They didn't give themselves that transition time. They're stressed out about all the people coming over. And, and at the end of the day, they end up having a meltdown. I've seen that happen. So don't do that to yourself. Plan this thing like you'd plan something at, at work with, with intention and, and, and having some buffer time in there. And just chill out and relax. So there's, a, there's an expression, the higher the stress, the higher the self-centeredness. That's because you're trying to control everything in a deadline. And um, now just realize that everyone else that's coming to your party or if you're going to someone's house, you know, they're running around trying to prepare the meal and take care of all the things. All of the other guests are, are trying to get there. Everyone's stressed. They're trying to pack their kids in the car. 
They're trying to, to, to travel to the location. They're trying to meet the deadline themselves. And just everyone's kind of stressed. The kids are stressed. They're all excited about the holidays. And so just have empathy for those around you and just create that buffer time. And just realize that not everything is going to get spilled or everything's not going to be clean and perfect. Things are going to get spilled and not to freak out. So don't try to live up to Martha Stewart and the Instagram because that stuff is not real. So, all right. And then one final thought before we transition to the graduate warriors, we talk about avoiding holiday depression is um, 33 questions, 33 questions. So um, this is a list of questions that uh, Brendan Bouchard had uh, uh, given his father, basically did an interview before his father passed about his life. And my daughters recently asked me about their grandmother and their great grandma and great grandpa. And I only have, uh, they never really got to meet them. They, they were uh, babies when they, um, when they had passed. And um, I don't have much video. I don't, I have some photos and uh, I only wish that I had something on video or audio to memorialize them and, and, and just have that so they could understand, you know, who they were. I, I think that's one of it's one of the the reasons that I chose to do this podcast too. So I kind of have a living legacy for for my family, so they understand who who I am and and, and what I do. So I'm I'm truly blessed in that. Um, and I would just ask you to consider to to do the same. There are people in my life that I wish that I had uh, a video, and we have the technology. We have it. You're, you're probably listening to this on an electronic device that you could you could totally do this off your cell phone. Um, but take the time to uh, to do this and. Uh, as I'm recording this, I just got some news yesterday of, uh, of another family member that's not uh, – uh, the opportunity to do this is passing, and it hurts me to my soul because I was just talking about this in the Forge last week. And um, I sit here I, – I may even tear up just thinking about it because uh, I can't I can't go back. I, I just wish once again that I had this record – uh, from this person because you know my my this person is is close to my kids and um, you know my kids are going to have kids one day they're going to ask about their the grandma and as I think about that you know my grandma and grandpa I um, it just uh, it tears me up realizing that I don't I don't have anything um, to pass down so I have a list of thirty two questions and I would encourage you to um, to uh, do this during the holidays when you have those family members coming in and, and you, and I don't want to be morbid or anything, but you yourself, you know, we're, you, you never know when you could get into a car accident or something's going to happen, but having the, these questions in, in a interview would enable you to, uh, to have something to pass down because once people are gone, they're gone. There's, there's no coming back. So these three questions are basically like an overall snapshot of, of your life. And if you want access to that, just click on the, uh, the show notes, uh, and I'll have that link in there, or you can reach out to me directly. Just shoot me an email at jteags.com, j at jteags.com. And uh, I just put in the uh, subject 33 questions, and I will send these to you. Um, it's very important to do this. So, all right. So this next part of the uh, the podcast is going to be the radio show, The Graduate Warriors, where Wileen and Dr. Charles Quinn and I uh, are basically interviewed and, and talking about how to avoid holiday depression. We kind of talk about some of the things I just kind of talked about. They bring up some great points. It's just a just a great conversation in the uh, in, in the radio uh, studio about that very topic. So let's uh, let's take you there now to the uh, the graduate warriors. 
And good morning. Welcome into the Graduate Warriors program for today. We have Graduate Warrior Wileen Becker with us. Good morning, Gary. And Charles Quinn. Good morning, Gary. And I think we can make Jay Teeks a Graduate Warrior. He's been here so Absolutely. many times. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know how many times I've been here, but it's been... Uh, about 10. Yeah, yeah, so it's great to be here. Yeah. Well, good to have you all. We're going to talk about holiday depression. I thought about singing. Charles wanted me to sing. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. It causes depression. I just go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll join you. We'll help, we'll help you out. <laughs> I thought the song I was going to sing was I Just Go Nuts for Christmas. I haven't heard that song. You might oh, want to sing it. No, no, don't. I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> but, you know, just thinking of going into the holiday season this year. Gasoline prices are higher. Mm. Home heating costs will be higher. Uh, goods in the store will be higher if you can find them. Shipping um, uh, costs are higher. It just uh, sounds like a bleak Christmas ahead. So we're going to talk about holiday depression. So is that going to be added to the uh, the problems that people face? Um, yes, and let's let's talk about the term itself. Holiday depression is used in mainstream society and is not recognized by mental health professionals. However, therapists do agree that depression and anxiety tend to heighten during the holiday season, and this most like is most likely why our society has coined this catchy phrase: holiday depression. The demands and stress of the holidays and the expectations to be happy can be an individual. You can feel overwhelmed by it and therefore become depressed. Um, he or she is already struggling, especially if they're struggling with a mood disorder. So the holidays can also be a trigger for individuals who struggle with seasonal depression and that uh, seasonal affective disorder, and it's uh, called SAD. It's a seasonal depression that peaks in the winter months due to shorter days and a decreased sunlight, decreased levels of serotonin, increased levels of melatonin, low levels of vitamin D, and a disruption of the, um, the, car the vas cardiovascular system. Um, are known triggers for seasonal affective disorder. So individuals who live in colder, snowy areas and areas that are um, further from the equator are more at risk for seasonal affective disorder. Yeah, I guess I would be happier this holiday season if I were in Tahiti or somewhere like that. I w yeah, right? <laughs> the Bahamas, <laughs> Hawaii. Oh, yeah, that would wouldn't be great, be, too. Wouldn't that be nice? But we have to deal with reality. We're here and uh, have Jay talk a little bit about holiday depression. And yeah, so from my point of view, it's like we're like going into like a, the the eye of the hurricane. This is like a it's a it's a turbulent time. We're like it's a stormy season because you have like like you said all the the doom and gloom of what's going on. We have the shorter days. Yeah. We have it's just a demanding season that requires a lot of our time, a lot of our attention. We're making plans, we're traveling, and we're trying to get the house squared away. The other thing is we're trying to like live up to Martha Stewart and Instagram posts by having this perfect Christmas, right? So all the right. stress of trying to put on this perfect, magical moment uh, for our family and friends, and it leads to a lot of additional stress. Well, I know for certain that she has bologna sandwiches for 
Christmas, but Martha Stewart. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say me. No, I was like, no, how no. did you know? <laughs> I made that up. So I, I think what we need to do as we go into the season with with Thanksgiving being right around the corner, I mean, it really starts from Thanksgiving through the rest of the year is like how do you prepare for this season right. and being intentional and just having some realistic expectations because oftentimes what I think people fail to do is they fail to properly plan and they right. fail to properly prioritize some things you know oftentimes people start to let their health go because they're eating all the cookies they're going to parties they're it starts at mm-hmm. things well it really starts with with Halloween right yes. I know my yes. I got three daughters and they leave their Buckets of candy laying around. I walk by and grab a picture. <laughs> it basically starts from, uh, really, from Halloween all the way through the beginning of the year, and you know, so that's the health and wellness aspect. And then it's the it's the uh, I call it affluence wealth creation. The you're you're spending all of your money. You don't have a good plan with your money. You're probably overspending, getting caught up in the season. Relationships can be um, kind of strained. And then your, your personal growth and development. And that makes the mnemonic hard for two hard things. But those are the four walls of your house. And in this season, we kind of let our hair down, so to speak. Um, and we get a little bit too relaxed. And then we get that cycle of the holidays happen. It's like, okay, at the beginning of the year, we're, we're all fired up and, and, and we, we're contemplating life and want to get back after it again and, and change everything just to try to get to that very moment that we're at right now. And then we burn out by the end of the month. It's like a cycle that happens for everyone. So how do we, how do we avoid that? All right. And that's really important that you mention that. And also, I think a lot of the times in, would you agree with me, that we lose focus of what Christmas is all about? Oh, absolutely. Well, I think we get too caught up. You know, I, uh, there's uh, an expression I, that I've heard a lot is, your kids want your presence, not your presence, with a, with a yes. C, not a T. Yes. We get so caught up in the consumerism of, of Christmas. And it's, you know, social media and the stores, are, they're, they're trying to make their sales. We kind of lose sight of, of that, of what's, what's really important. Right. And, you know, Jesus' birth, I think the celebration of that, I think that's a vocal point for, yeah. for everyone to Absolutely. remember as well. Well, sometimes we go into Christmas expecting everything to be just wonderful. You know, yeah, yeah. we have all yes. those plans, and somehow it doesn't quite reach up to that level. Yeah. So maybe we are setting our expectations too high. Yeah, and expectations are kind of high, and you know it's you have people coming over to your house, and, and you're trying, you're stressing out trying to get the dinner made, make the make sure the house is perfect. The family that are coming to your house, they're trying to jam their kids and take that four hour drive to your house, so they're all stressed out. And then when you get there, you're trying to make everything perfect, so cranberry spilling, you're freaking out about trying to keep it all clean. It doesn't have to be that way. I say just let it kind of just know that uh, enjoy you know, the enjoy yeah. the holiday. It doesn't have to be keeping up with your Instagram friends and Martha Stewart. We lose our connection in those moments because we're so worried about trying to make everything perfect, and and we're missing out on the moment of actual connection. And just realize it's stressful for everyone involved. And so having some realistic expectation that you know something might get burned, um, something might drop on the floor. You're having a house full of people. Do you really need to clean up everything? On the on the fly, no, you can probably wait till they leave and be connected in the moment. A lot of uh, holiday get-togethers or parties, they end up with people who are friendly toward each other, but they somehow get caught up in an argument. It may be about politics, yeah, maybe about game. church, or it might be about sports and all that. But they they carry it, and it and the intensity of the argument gets more severe as um, the day rolls on. Yeah. 
So how do we avoid triggering family members? I think we should maybe avoid some of those topics, especially if you know it's going to trigger someone else. They have an opposing mm-hmm. view of you. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, let's let's be an adult and let's let's focus on the true meaning of the season. We can leave our politics aside if it gets to that point. Just remind yourself to let's just change the subject. <laughs> yeah. Nothing I, good's gonna come that's really important to remember that because, you know, you know your family members more than yeah. anybody else. Yeah. So you know if Uncle Bob is like triggered easily yeah. with the football game. So maybe, you know, a avoid the football game and maybe try something that's you know that involves a family playing cards or playing a game or something other than that i don't think christmas dinner is the time to try to change someone's political views to get them to vote different like are you going to change someone's opinion in that and it's just it's just not the appropriate place right what if uh people are alone for the holidays that's a really good question i think you know sometimes if especially during covid I think that changed our culture as a whole. And so there was less traveling and there was a lot more alone time. So I think, you know, when you, you might be alone, but are and feel kind of lonely, but truly you're truly not alone. We have so many, such technical advance with um, social media, with the telephone. Um, All we have to do is reach out and call somebody reach out and share some time with that person. So if you're um, home alone, just remember you might feel lonely, but truly, you know, you're not truly alone. So I, I've had periods of my life, I, I grew up in a broken home and then being in the military, you know, I I don't have family for myself to go see. I have, I have no, my immediate family no longer really exists. So I've always been kind of a tag along with like my friends or my ex-wife's family or now currently my girlfriend's family. It's never my family, uh, but I've had I've had seasons just like living in the barracks when I was single, uh, where you know I went to a friend's house, you know, and I was just okay with that. But I think it's important that if you have the opportunity, if someone invites you, don't feel like you're imposing. Go, go and have that social. Uh, I, Go out of your way. Don't feel like you're imposing on someone if you, you've been invited. Because I think having that connection on the holidays is important. Right, right. And just because you don't have family or you're in a location where no one – see if you can reach out to someone. Like you said, you can reach out on social media. And, and There's always some family in whatever neighborhood you're in that's going to welcome you in. And I've had Christmases like that. Yeah, in the military and there's church families as well. Yeah. You know, reach out and let them know that you're alone and, yeah. you know. It's an opportunity it, to meet some meet Exactly. Some Reframe your mindset. Yeah. Well, I know that the shopping for gifts and the rush about that and wrapping the gifts and all that can really bear on one's mindset during the holidays. Yeah. You didn't get the gift that you wanted to, didn't find the gift that you wanted to get for Ann Mabel, whatever, you know, the case might be. And you're depressed about that. And then. Well, you said. All, for me, I would take that opportunity as, you know, a growth opportunity and remind them exactly what Christmas is all about. And, you know, it might not for, for, for some people, it might be all about the most expensive gift. And then they're dealing with depression afterward because they overspent. If you look at it realistically, budget, have, plan, plan it out. Um, and let, let that person know, you know, it's it's not about the gift. It's about the intention of it, right? Mm-hmm. So you reframing that mindset, setting that expectation for that individual. 
so that they are um, open for for that. I'd like to bring Charles in the discussion right now. Uh, there are uh, situations where a family has lost a loved one, mm-hmm. perhaps due to COVID or some other reason this year, and that person is going to be missing or is missing during the holiday celebration, or perhaps a member of the family who's always come to your house for, you know, holiday dinner and holiday get-together has decided they want to do something else this Christmas. So how do you cope with those situations? And, Gary, that's a definitely a good question because there will be many this year who will be dealing with that, that same scenario. Uh, to me, um, it's time where it's not a time to uh, be depressed about it, but definitely you want to reflect and commemorate the uh, the fun memories. Uh, there were times when uh, my family, we would take out the, the photo albums of my mom and, and different things, and we would just begin to kind of uh, each one have a, a story that really touched us that our mom did, and it really brought a lot of uh, joy in the fact that we were able to kind of focus on the memories, the good times that we had. And we all had a our sentimental story that we would tell and, and laugh about how she uh, impacting in our lives. So I think that's a good time to really kind of reflect and focus on the good memories and not make the good memories that you created with a person a time of sadness because it wasn't at the time that the memory was happening. It was a good time. So keep it in a good light and not bring a good memory and bring it to a sad uh, to a sad mode, but keep it in that, in that fun memory, in that happy mode. I love what you said there. And just to add on to that, um, I've got a list of like 32 questions to ask a family member. And basically what this is designed to do with the advent of technology, with cell phones and, and just media in general, if you have a family member who's getting older in age and you want to commemorate them, this is what uh, Brendan Bouchard had, basically what he crafted before his dad had passed. And he basically created a video or recording mm-hmm. of of with these 32 questions and the 32 questions were basically all encompassing life questions. And so it was something that they could pass down to the family. So the holidays with people traveling and getting together, it's a good opportunity to maybe, you know, pull out the 32 questions and maybe record your family members and have that conversation. And maybe it could be a group conversation. So I can make the 32 questions available. I've got it like on a, on a document. So okay. can email me. And so where where can they reach you at? JTEGS.com, J-A-Y-T-I-E-G-S.com. I will email it to them. Okay. Send two questions to ask your family member. That is an interesting idea. We might have to interview with that, Gary. Yeah. You, you're all, up to it? I'll do it. What? You're up to the interview for those 34 questions? Uh, on our now. next episode. My, my kids were asking about... <laughs> we may be here till uh, Saturday. <laughs> my, my kids were asking me about my grandma the other day. Uh, and and I have nothing. I have no recording or anything for yeah. my daughters mm. to see. And my grandmother was the most valuable, like just one of my... Pillar of information. And I just wish that they could have seen her or met her. But I don't have that. So that's why this is powerful. And it's too late when someone's gone, right? So you need to do this now. True. Forward thinking. Yep. Anybody else want to contribute to our discussion uh, today? Just want to kind of focus on the fact that, especially in the military community, I've been in places where I was the geographical bachelor, you know, separated from my family. But not just for this purpose, but in the interim before the seasons came, you always want to find a support group. Mm. And I was able to find that support group. And as Jay said, they, they invited me to their homes, not just 
trying to have a ulterior motive for finding a group so I can make sure I got a Christian dinner. But it was building that relationship prior to. Mm-hmm. And then when I was invited over the house, it wasn't like it was the first time or I felt awkward. I was able to kind of really, uh, you know, uh, be ingrained into the family because it was it was a pre-setting of already knowing them and talking with them. So when I was invited over for the holiday dinners, I was already uh, kind of, you know, familiar with the family. They were familiar with me, so it made the time a lot more enjoyable. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. How, how about you? What what could you what kind of advice would could you lend to the listeners? I think I've heard great advice here. I don't know that I could add anything to what has been said so far. Really? I'm naturally an introvert, so these moments where you felt awkward, I have felt awkward like going to someone, but at the end of it when I was done, it felt really good. So just know that it's okay to feel awkward, and it's sure. probably not your ideal setting. You'd rather be with your friends and family, but you can't. No excuse to sit home by yourself. Make the attempt and, and get out of your own. Do the hard thing and, and, and do it anyway. Okay. It's, and it would be so much rewarding on the other side of it. Absolutely. You know, try something Absolutely. different, something Absolutely. new. So. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our program this week on The Graduate Warriors. Thank you so much for listening to the Do Hard Things podcast. I hope that you gained some tremendous value from this. Please, if you haven't uh, done so, go ahead and subscribe. Share this message with someone who needs to hear it, who's also going into the holidays, maybe stressed or frazzled. They might need to hear this as a reminder, help them strategize and plan. And uh, I don't want anything for Christmas other than an Apple iTunes review. They really do go a long way to helping. Uh, I know they're kind of a hassle to go and do because only they're only on Apple and you have to kind of go to their site to do it. But it would really mean a lot to me if you did that. It helps us with the show. And uh, what else do I want to talk about? Oh, yeah, jteaks.com. Go to jteaks.com. If you want to uh, further your growth and development, apply for one-on-one coaching. I don't work with everyone, but uh, if you are one of the lucky ones that actually gets through, uh, you're going to have some tremendous breakouts, uh, breakthroughs. And, uh, you know, we have the Forge. You want to join one of the community, our community mastermind group. Uh, you're welcome to do so over there. I'm also a running coach. And uh, if you're uh, looking at um, in- increasing your speed, going out and doing hard things and uh, running smarter, not harder, that's more of a passion project that I do. But uh, I'm, I'm currently taking on some runners right now as well. Go get your Do, do Hard Things uh, shirt and some merchandise so you can show the world that you do hard things. And uh, I just want to say I appreciate you. I hope that you have a fantastic holiday season and uh, I'd love to hear from you. If you gained any value or insights from this podcast today, feel free to connect with me on all social media platforms, my email, all that stuff's in the show notes. So if you want to connect with me, pick your poison. I say, just pick, uh, pick whichever communication means that you'd like to uh, communicate with. And uh, I'd love to hear your feedback. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe there's another tip that you have out there uh, that will help uh, someone else out. So That's it. That's all I got. I wish you guys a a great holiday season. Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for your support of the show. We will see you guys in the next episode. So in the meantime, keep doing hard things. Mm